Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Gone Girl, directed by David Fincher and released in 2014. And we're going to go ahead right now and put a spoiler warning on this episode. So if you haven't seen or read Gone Girl and you still want to, uh, maybe go off and see it and then come back and listen to this episode. So the plot of Gone Girl is a bit like this. On her fifth wedding anniversary, Amy Elliott Dunn disappears from the home she shares with her husband, Nick. As Nick follows the clues she left behind, he becomes the main suspect in her disappearance. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to think Nick did it at any point. It was strange because I never sort of thought Nick did it. Um, Uh, And I don't know if that was something that we were supposed to think. uh, You do in the book, but I, the movie you don't, at least I don't. Yeah, I didn't really feel like at any point that Nick and that Nick might have done it. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that's actually one of the uh, the criticisms of the movie compared to the book that people that I've seen um, people make. Okay, so mm. you've read the book. I have not read mm. the book. I wasn't totally. I mean, I I, I knew a couple of things, mm. not other things. So I, I was a little bit spoiled, but not terribly spoiled. Right. I feel like this movie is basically just like a soap opera yeah that's dressed up really fancy <laughs> like it's feel it's really cheap and like sort of lowest common denominator stuff yeah like uh, you know appealing to your base fears about what the other gender is like and uh, you know all of this kind of like cheating husbands and crazy wives and mm. this kind of thing that i feel like would be at home on melrose place yeah like this would be a storyline on melrose place except it looks pretty and has good actors that's how i feel about this movie it took me like three days to figure that out and that's what i figured out is i think this movie is basically just a soap opera mm. but like in in you know dressed up to the nines and yeah pretty. well and um having read the book that's some of what some of my criticism is that it's stripped away a lot of the nuance and subtlety and interesting thinking stuff from the book but it's kept all the dialogue and it sort of kept all the bits that make it less good i don't know it kept all the bits that make it misogynistic that make it look it's like it's all about crazy women and and women who fake their disappearances and cry rape and things like that. And that's not what the book is about. It's, to me, coming out of reading it, it was much more feminist and I had a lot more had a lot more interesting, nuanced things to say about marriage and the way, uh, you know, the phenomenon of the missing pretty white woman and the way the media does all that kind of stuff and playing with some of those tropes. But I think a lot of that got sucked out of the, the movie version of it. Yeah, I think to a certain extent there are probably things they couldn't do in the movie. And I think part of that is probably making us think Nick did it. Yeah. Because it it's sort of from his point of view at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, like, because we're with him anyway, you never really mm. think that he did it. Mm. I really liked a lot of the female characters in this movie. Yeah. I liked uh, – I, I listed a whole bunch of actors in my review that I liked, but I thought Missy Pyle was great. Carrie Coon, who played Go, was really, really good. Nick's twin sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Detective Boney was great, like really, really on point. And she – I thought she was a great character. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen more of the movie through her perspective. Because if we'd seen it through her perspective, then we probably would have thought Nick did it at some point, you know? Exactly. Like, I think think giving her more agency and more perspective would have been good because she's very competent Mm. and very smart um, in a way that you wouldn't expect. And I really liked her a lot. 
I also like Casey Wilson, who of seems course. to be just like going full throttle at this sort of Midwestern house or Southern housewife yeah. like thing. It was hilarious. There were quite a few really funny characters. I thought both she and Missy Pyle were sort of in like a broad comedy thing, yeah, but yeah. it worked really well for this movie, especially towards the end when things kept ratcheting up and it became, because it stopped being like a tense thriller and it just became this kind of Grand Guignol, like crazy, full on madness yeah right so like by the end it was like a horror movie rather than the yeah it just kind got of... stupid well that's the thing is that it presents as something that i don't think it is which is interesting oh, yeah presents as like this classy grown-up thriller but in reality it's kind of very simple genres basic storytelling stuff yeah and it's mm. not really psychological or any of that sort of thing it's just no. crazy um but yeah there were certain things i really really liked like certain characters and things, although really Boney and Go are there to make Nick look good too, mm. which is really frustrating, especially Go, who seems like a cool character, but she's reduced to like just being there so that we sympathize with Nick. Yeah, again, it, th- just because of lack of time, she's not as as well fleshed out in the movie, I think. Okay. Her, her and Boney are probably the best bits about the book, although there is some inter- an interesting character journey there with go about moving away from the family of your birth and into the one you married into kind of kind of stuff like the severing of childhood sibling bonds when you move into adulthood there's an interesting journey going on there i didn't really see that at all in fact in the movie because basically his story is going back to them rather than but it's not though like that that's how the whole arc of it is that in the end he chooses to to stay with Amy and go and have that kid and all that kind of stuff rather than and, – and you also see like points at which the sibling relationship ruptures, like they're really, really close and then, then she suspects him of that maybe he did it and then the, there's – Well, it really looks him, like he did it. Yeah, then him finding the woodshed and her getting arrested. Like it, it's sort of this rupturing of that really close relationship that they have, but it's that's kind of like a putting away of childish things. Like he can't have a really close relationship with his sister if he's going to have – if his marriage is going to work kind of thing, which is an interesting, I think, That's a really – it arc. seems like a really odd – I don't know. that That's not – I mean, again, and not, not, not just because he goes back to them, but also because like his choice isn't so much putting away ch- childish things and being a grown-up to stay with her. It's more that he's like obsessed with – the craziness of her hmm. and the, yeah. it's not like it doesn't seem like you're growing up it seems like a like a just a it, actually it's more like she was keeping him grounded and he decided to sever that and like go f- into the full-on sort of crazy mm. world of his wife yeah but it, it but there's also something there about you you can't actually have a foot in both camps if you're going to be married like even even cuz every marriage is a bit crazy and you have to kind of either commit to it or not you can't half be with your own family and half be with a new family that you're creating i guess we just saw really different things yeah. in that but by the end of the movie i wasn't thinking about any interesting arcs or anything i was more thinking about this is really long is that what you were thinking this is really long and <laughs> these people shouldn't be having babies and can we go back to when missy pyle was interviewing casey wilson please <laughs> that sort of thing is what i was thinking yeah. tyler perry i have to say was also really good in this even though i hate yeah. him he's a he, that's a great character his and um Seal awards characters are really good yeah, Celia Ward was fine, but I mean, I think I I think Missy Piles was more interesting just because Celia Ward is like the more kind of Oprah-ish. Yeah, well, Celia Ward's like the establishment journalist, whereas um, Missy Piles' character is like this crusading woman, 
and she kind of she picks up you know women's cases and won't let men get away with domestic violence and she's actually a bit of a crusader yeah i i actually thought that part of you know how we're talking about it being sexist and misogynistic i think even more than um than amy mm. who is every mra's worst nightmare and like you know, mm. basically the proof of everything they're saying, which is really irritating. Yeah, um, I think the way that dim- that the way that Missy Pyle is demonized is worse. Yeah, because she is a crusader and she's somebody who is holding men to account, but then she's also a sensationalist and basically a liar. Yeah, right. So like, except that ninety percent of the time she's not a liar. Because and that's the problem with this movie. This movie like demonstrates oh the crazy women, the women are faking it. The w- women are you know w- w- women aren't the real victims of domestic violence. Men are, and that's the problem. Is that like probably ninety nine percent of the time, Missy Pyle's character is right. The husband has done it, and there is a, a domestic violence problem. But not in this movie. But exactly, that's what's wrong with the movie, right? <laughs> but we don't see her ever be right. No, all we see is her, her being wrong, being wrong, yeah. and being nasty about it. Like when she says that he is sleeping with his, well, she implies that He's, he is sleeping yeah. with his sister. That's really nasty, mm. and that put me offside way more than just Amy being crazy. Because Amy being crazy is her as a person, mm. right? Like she needs some sort of attention or something that she's not getting, mm. and the way that she gets that is through being manipulative and and using men, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I saw that as more of a thing about who Amy was. Mm. Whereas with Missy Pyle's character, I saw that as more of a thing about what feminists are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I found that more offensive. Yeah. Because I actually think Amy's a really cool character, and if they had done other characters better, mm. because Amy, apart from, I would have cut out the the fake rape thing. Yeah. The first one, the one where she's being held captive by Desi is like a different sort of an idea. Yeah. But the first one, um, the first guy, I would have taken that out because I don't like that. That's really unpleasant. Yeah. Well, it, and, but of course, it's like they're implying that she's escalating and she, that's how, that's what she does and that's what women like her do. Yes. I know that. But yeah. I think that, that particular thing yeah. could have been different. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think her is she. She's a great villain character, yep. right? Yeah. So she and she Rosamund Pike really commits to it. So she's really, really convincing and kind of like there are parts where you're still rooting for her, even though she's nuts, mm. right? Like there's some parts where you're just like she's so great but crazy. Yeah. Whereas I think what they did with Missy Pyle is go, oh, this is what feminists are like. Yeah. Feminists are always exaggerating and making shit up. Yeah. And that's what they were uh, – that's worse for yeah. me than just – Yeah. I, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I, I love that you brought up the MRAs because I've actually favorited a tweet from um, Armour Ruckman about how this movie's going to be shown at every MRA meeting from now on. Yeah, I think David Fincher has real issues with women. Yeah. But the thing about David Fincher is that I, I'm very – love hate with him as well, well he does some really cool stuff yeah but the thing is i actually i mean he did fight club i hate fight club i notoriously yeah, hate yeah, fight yeah. club i don't really like seven but there's something else that he did which zodiac? is zodiac i liked zodiac actually yeah. which is one of his less popular ones but um, there's another one that he did that i really liked oh okay and i can't remember what it was i don't know um, was it it wasn't the social network social network was funny because it was a it yeah. was i'm of two minds about social network. Yeah. But that also had a crazy it, girlfriend in it. So, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it 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 looks very Fincher esque, and it's and it's got that Trent Reznor score, so it actually sounds and looks a lot like Social Network, which is the last one that he did. Mm. You're trying to find what David Fincher movie that is. Oh, that's the the other one that nobody else likes that I really like is The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah, that's actually a nice movie. I know. I really like that movie and it's one of his less popular ones along with Zodiac, which is the other one I like. See, I didn't know that one was Fincher. That's very un-Fincher-esque because you think, you know, Panic Room and Seven and Fight Club. I like Panic Room too. They're all kind of – they've got a lot in common. Panic Room is good because it's also much more feminist than pretty much anything else he's done. And Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart who were totally awesome. Oh, and he did The Game as well, which is an interesting movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Has some good things in it. So, yeah, he for me he's pretty hit and miss. This movie, I think, because it's so technically good, I couldn't and, – and there were certain parts of it where I was really enjoying myself. I couldn't really give it a low mark, but I think there's some really troubling things in it. Yeah. I Yeah, I was troubled by all that stuff. I also thought that the script was a bit not quite there and it was adapted by its author. So I've got to tread carefully here because she's a really good writer, but I think there's too much tell and not enough show. I just think there's too much. And it's too long, yeah. Um, I, th- I didn't have a problem some with of too much d- tell and – yeah, so some of the dialogue is just too much, I thought. There were some things that could have been done by the actors or by um, the directing and it was they she had it, had them actually say it out loud or do voiceover and I think that, that she could have been a little bit more sparse in the dialogue. That didn't bother me very much. I, well, I didn't notice it when I watched it. I was just – I thought it was too long and I yeah. think that is partly because she adapted it. Yeah. And, and I think there were too many things that she went, I don't want to let go of this. I love this scene. It has to go in the movie, but it didn't have to go in the movie. Well, she also cut – I mean, she did actually cut quite a bit. Like, she was pretty – there's a lot that she has let go of, and I think a lot of it – quite a bit of it actually sensibly let go of. But it's still – there's still too much. She's just trying to shoehorn too much in there, mm-hmm. trying to explain too much, I think. And just- Yeah, they're try- she's also trying to explain things that aren't necessary. And also – just on the show, don't tell. There's only one incident that I can really think of where I thought that was the case, and that was with the girlfriend, uh, his girlfriend, mm. his mistress. Yeah, was like people kept telling us she was a good, a nice person. Yeah, all the time, and we never we see her in like two scenes. We've no we idea. We never get any sense of that. No, all no. she is, as far as we can see, is somebody who is willing to sleep with a married man and then go and yeah. use that for publicity later. Yeah, well, and she, yes, exactly. That's, she's someone who's, well, I mean, or willing to play the cool girl. Like, she's someone who's, um, she's someone who he can, like, feel superior to. That's her Well, the role. cool girl role thing was interesting because she plays two different roles in the two different scenes we see her in, right? Yeah. So, well, we see her in three, but there's two main ones. Yeah. In one of them, she's the cool girl, and in the next one, she's all buttoned up. The looking like a babysitter, right? Yeah. So the the two things, like she was, I mean, that was clearly supposed to be about women playing roles, but mm-hmm. you didn't really get that. Yeah, I know. Because the only people who did it were her and Amy, and Amy is crazy. Yeah. So like the things that she says about women playing roles is, aren't. Yeah, we don't see um, Go or Boney doing that. But then Go and Boney are both like tomboyish. Neither of them play up their femininity. I guess so. I don't actually see Boney as particularly tomboyish. I just see her as – I mean, I don't think she she plays down her femininity at all. I just think she's not – like, it's not – what can I say? We only see her at work, for one thing, yeah. right? But she dresses in a way that's not like – I mean, she's not Melissa McCarthy in the heat or anything, you know, like she's in nice suits and – you know, in nice clothes and everything. She's got her hair pulled back. It's more practical, really, than anything Yeah, else, yeah. She's very – yes. And she, Go really likes barrettes to yeah. do her hair up with. 
Yes, that's a that's a direct from the book thing. I see. I thought it was cute. Also, they're supposed to be twins, and there's like a lot of years between those two. Yeah, actors. I haven't Holy actually crap. I haven't actually looked it up, but no doubt there is. Well, that's the other thing. Like Ben Affleck's way older than the character from the book. In the book, there's this thing where. Amy's a little bit older than Nick and it's kind of creates a different dynamic. Whereas in this one, he's a little bit older than her, which is just sort of very normative. I actually don't mind that for a couple of reasons. I think one of those is actually, it makes him look worse if he's older. Right. And they needed to make him look worse in the movie because most of the time he spends the time looking better. Yeah. Right. So like it makes him look worse because him taking advantage of his students is worse um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, even it looks when much worse first having a relationship with a twenty-year-old than the when he was playing when, when the character's supposed to be thirty-four and having a relationship with a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah, and when yeah. they first meet, um, it's more like he's charming her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like rather than she's playing him. Yeah. So I, I mean, I really think we needed a little bit of sympathy for Amy in the movie, mm. um, and I think casting Nick younger would have made him even more sympathetic, which would have been yeah. worse for the movie. Yeah, whereas Amy, yeah, exactly. And Amy's got a lot more sympathy in the book, which is why that sort of works. Right. Mm. I mean, I assumed she had to because there's no two ways about this well, movie. He is the good guy and yeah. she is the bad guy. In spite of doing the occasional bad thing, he is definitely supposed to be the good guy, which I found really, really irritating. Yeah, and there's like – because I, I spent the book, the bit of the book where she's left and we've discovered that she's left and that, she, that her diaries were fake – and where she's hanging out at the um, the motel with the people who end up robbing her, that bit goes on quite a bit longer in the book. And I was, I was really rooting for her during that bit because like she starts to do her things she enjoys doing. So she talks about how she enjoys floating on the pool and reading her books and eating but, Kit Kats. And she yeah, they, she actually gets fat, and they try and show that, and she they kind of sort of make her get a bit fat and whatever. I don't know if it's fake or real, but they do make her get a bit fat. And um, she dyes her hair and all this stuff. And she's actually enjoying, like, eating whatever she wants and doing things that please her. And I was really rooting for her. I was like, yes, stay. You don't need anybody. You can actually be on your own and enjoy yourself. And, of course, she can't. She can't cope. Like, she can't cope when she's robbed. Her first instinct is to run back to somebody she knows rather than try, you know, that's her. And then – well, because her major skill in life is manipulating. People. Yeah. It's telling stories, right? But she's created this story about who Amy is. Mm. So she has to kind of live up to that story. Um, but that's what she is. She's a storyteller, but she will tell that story with everything in her power. Yeah. In order to, and also to position her as the good guy. Like that scene, I think my favorite scene in the whole movie is the scene where she is in the hospital. After she oh, and, yeah, and yeah. she still got the blood on her, which was crazy. I was like, it was if they wouldn't like cleaned her get up. her a shower or something. Yeah. She leaves the hospital with blood on her. She drives. This is after killing Desi. She drives to her husband. Yeah. in the like little um, negligee thing, and yeah. like gets out of the car covered in blood. Oh, I know, right? Like, Such drama. <laughs> just, I think at that point everybody in the cinema was laughing. Yeah, because um, it was just it was just stupid. Like it was it had gone way over the top. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but I, I think my favorite scene in the movie is the is the scene where she's talking to the press in the hospital, and Boney is like, "But wait a minute, what about this?" Yeah, and you can see she's just about to get there. Yeah, when and they suddenly, cut her off. yeah, when suddenly, um, when when Amy's just like, "Can I get back to talking about me now, please?" Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone laughed at that too. But that was like yeah. that was my favorite scene. Watching those two, I think it would have been great to have more scenes with the women in them. Yeah, because I thought those two were really great together. Yeah, um, and that was really interesting, especially to see because well, they were the smartest people in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and because uh, you you also have this like. Go clearly doesn't like Amy, but we never actually see them together and establish that. Like you just, you yeah, just we could hear seen it. That. Um, I think that was part of the problem of having. Mm. I thought they could have had the movie open earlier. Yeah, like the day before or something. Yeah, I understand why they did it the way they did, but I think what? having actually establishing what the relationships were like. And mm. seeing it, or like do a flashback to the day earlier, yeah, and seeing well, what the relationships were like would have been more interesting. Because than- yeah, the well, the book the book does that with flashback, right? Because we actually see a bit of her. Because that's the whole point is that Nick is really he doesn't know what she does all day and who she's friends with, and he doesn't know that she's friends with Casey Wilson's character or whatever. But she actually, it goes <laughs> I just loved her so much. Of course, she <laughs> did. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Casey it, Wilson. I was kind of p- the perfect um, person to play that part. To be honest, she was. She like, had to has to be someone completely over the top. To yeah, be, you know, have someone who has triplets and is having another kid. Like, yeah. Well, no, I mean, mad. I think that the the over the topness of her worked really well. Yeah, yeah. Even though it was feeding into women be crazy. Um, mm. it was. She was so like. Um, it wouldn't have worked on anybody who was less of a drama queen than that. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have been successful if she wasn't as all-encompassing, like yeah. obsessed with Amy and the stories that Amy was telling and all this sort of stuff mm. and wanting to be like the nurturer and all that sort of thing. Like it wouldn't work yeah. unless she was really full-on crazy. And Amy says that basically in her diary Yeah, um, about why she befriended Noelle. Yeah. So I, yeah. I thought that was great. <laughs> and the, the fake diary does a bit more of that. Like it talks about her relationship with his parents and stuff. Because she'd actually gone. Oh, the diary doesn't say that. She says that in voice. Yeah, she that says was that what later was confusing on to me. When's the diary? That- when is actually her? And this yeah. this is why in the book we can you can do that in a book because you can show us the fake diary and then we come. You get halfway through, and you realize that the diary was fake, and then you suddenly can't believe anything she says. But also, she starts talking more honestly. And it's I figured interesting. out the diary was fake really, really early on. Yeah. It was really obviously fake. Well, yeah. That was the thing. Is like in the movie, it just seemed really fake, her diary. Yeah. Even I the, think um, there was a oh, minute a where I thought it was ending. real. <laughs> no, no, no. Earlier, like there was – I yeah. think the only time I thought it was real was when she wrote about the time they met. But that was – that's the whole point. The early stuff was yes. relatively accurate. And then, but that's the thing is that, like, the later stuff when she's talking about, like, oh, I'm a burden, I'm a weight, like, he might kill me. Or yeah, this. yeah. But it, it, didn't, it didn't tally with what we were seeing anyway. No. Like, it was so far removed from what we were seeing that it didn't, like, I, I just sort of went, oh, it's fake. Mm. Um, what I did know, by the way, the spoilers that I knew was that she killed Desi. Yeah. But I didn't know, I thought he had... Like, I didn't know he didn't really kidnap her. No. Um, okay. Or any of that sort of thing. I, I, so no. like. He didn't really kidnap her, but he was abusive. Like, he wouldn't let oh, her yeah, leave. No, he I, wouldn't give I her any money. That. He wouldn't let her eat what she wanted to eat. Like, he was, he was not a good guy. I think also but, that the movie didn't, I don't, I like Neil Patrick Harris. And I don't know if it's his fault, but I don't think the movie showed Desi. It um the way he that should was have been a, shown. Remi- uh, that was to me a bit of a flat performance. But I have to say, I didn't 
I thought quite a few actors were not quite. I think a few of the performances were a bit flat. But I, but when I come back to it, I realize it's line readings and I realize it's awkward lines. And so it all comes back to this script that is too long and has too much to tell. Okay. But um, yeah, I thought he was a bit flat, and I don't. And I, I would be willing to. I was going to blame the director because it, well, he wasn't the only one who I thought was a bit flat. I think it is the director because I think he doesn't. There's a, there's a disconnect between his style, which is kind of muted, yeah, and the madness of the end. But then they do that in Fight Club too. It all goes mad at the end. But there's like he he seems to like things muted. Yeah, sound included in that. Oh yeah, because... you couldn't hear it properly early on. <sighs> the flashback scenes. It was it was specifically the flashback scenes. Yeah, the ones that were real were muted. Yeah, like you couldn't hear what. Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike were saying in the scene where they meet. And that was annoying because there was clearly cute dialogue going on there. Yeah. Like purposefully, like yeah. meet cute type stuff. That was really, really like yeah, well, inaudible. It was, it was like you were in the party. Like he was doing the whole real diegetic sound Yeah, but you thing. can't do that if you've got something that's adapted from a book where the lines are the most important thing. You can't go, and I don't want to be able to hear them. Mm. That's 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 not how you do yeah, things. Yeah, and that was one of the ones where they'd actually changed up the dialogue. So it was – I actually could hear it. But, yeah, they'd changed up the dialogue so it was different and it was a bit more sparky than the book dialogue. Right. I didn't – I couldn't hear what they were saying. Yeah. And that was that was frustrating for me. But I do – I think Desi was way too muted. Mm. Whereas, like, it was good with Amy because she starts out that way and it escalates, right? Yeah. So that worked fine. Um, Nick was kind of the same. Yeah. He starts out muted and escalates, which is great. Like, it works for those two characters. It mm-hmm. doesn't work for Desi because he never escalates. He's at the same level the whole performance. Mm. So I didn't think that was particularly well constructed. Mm. Um, you Like, I think we're sort of attuned to the signs of abusive relationships. And I think for some people it might not have been quite as obvious. Yes, because – there's the whole thing where she's like not beautiful when she arrives there and then she's is when she leaves and it's and that's the abuse like that's what's that's the problem but she's still pretty gorgeous when yeah, she's yeah yeah but you know what i mean and not wearing like they yeah. did a good job with her i think in the not wearing makeup thing where yeah because she really looked different it was really well yeah done. she did she looked genuinely um, looked different and it genuinely looked like she'd maybe gained 10 kilos I think yeah, I think that was partly like padding and partly like clothes because there was that skirt she was wearing that yeah. was really, really unflattering, and yeah. like I think she was also purposely wearing unflattering clothes so that people yeah. wouldn't recognize her. Yeah, no, no, I, I think, think it was we all ever deliberate. Get to see the real Amy? No, we don't, and that's the thing. Like, but there might not be a real but, Amy. Yeah, well, there might not be. But that's the thing. That's when I started to like her. Is in that phase where she was on her own and actually learning what it was like to be on her own. And there's some moments of sympathy with there where she's like, I mean. He did cheat on her. Yeah. And he did it by using the same things that worked on her that she thought was special for her. Yeah. On someone else. Uh huh. I mean, yeah. obviously, her revenge plot went way too far. Yes. But I also understand where she's coming from in that. Yeah. When she starts slitting people's throats, you're sort of not on her side anymore. No. Or violating herself with a bottle. Yeah, God. Or what are the other. Oh, I think actually. Even before, like, even though there were moments where I was sympathetic to her, when she hits herself in the eye with a hammer, you know it's done. Yeah. That's the moment when you're well, just like, and well, she's is, just yeah. crazy. She might do anything. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. We never actually get a chance to start to really feel sympathy for her because we keep seeing things like, we, as soon as we, we get like a few minutes of her, she has like a voiceover and then she gets there and hits herself. Like, 
in the face with a hammer. Yeah. I think at the point where you're where you show like the lead woman who like mm. there's no two that's what i mean there's no two sides in this movie yeah as soon as you see, see someone hit themselves in the face with a hammer you're like oh well she's nuts yeah no sane person is going to hit themselves in the face with a hammer yeah and so like that's the point at which you're done and i think that they should have <laughs> there's no balance to this it's just like guys are the victims and bitches be crazy yeah i mean that's it like the guys are well, there's Patrick Fugit as well, who exists mostly to be like, he did it, he did it, he did it. Mm. But he's never convincing until in, he never convinces us that he did it. No. And also, like, he never convinces anybody that he did it. He talks to Boney and she's like, oh, well, if your wife says he did it, then he must have done it. And you're like, it's to, you know, basically say, well, obviously he didn't do it. Yeah. And she's right. I mean, she was reading the diaries and saying there's something that feels really off about these. And I think the audience kind of feels that too. Yeah. So it, there's no point at which you think he did it. Um, and so that sort of undermines the whole conceit, really. Yeah. And also, I mean, because of the, the treasure hunt thing as well, where she yeah. leads the, leaves the clues and leads him to different places, yeah. you know he didn't do it from then. Yeah. Like, there's there's no point at which you're sort of like, oh, maybe he did kill her, or at least there wasn't for me. Yeah. Which is not, I don't think, how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's also hard because you've got, like, a really well-known actor as well it's it would have been cool if they'd got someone as famous as ben affleck and made him a murderer but they didn't like it, it was it's hard like if he'd been i think if he'd been less well-known if he'd been more of an unknown quantity but you kind of built up a few years of being on affleck's side i think i think he couldn't play it. i mean he's a jerk in this movie i still think like i could i could totally believe him as a killer also he does a good job in this movie which is Something that I know you're a fan of him, but he doesn't always do a good job in movies. No. Um, he's very uneven in his acting. Yeah, um, I he was he was fine in this. Like I think Rosamund Pike's the standout. But like I said to you before, I thought everyone felt a bit flat to me. But he, yeah, he was fine. I really liked Kim Dickens, who played Boney. I yeah. think she did a fantastic job because she's so she has to play the straight guy and be so even, but she still gets some really good zingers in there. Mm. And she still gets some moments where she gets to, and like, like I said, like the most tension that I felt in the movie was when she and, and Rosamund Pike were on screen together. Yeah. Like that was when it suddenly sort of like came to life for yeah. me. I was like, wow, why, why couldn't this have been the movie? Yeah. <laughs> but there were a few other bits that I really enjoyed. So yeah, I, I, but it was so well designed, I think. Like the sets and the colors and the like the lighting and it, it looked terrific yeah it could practically be a silent film for everything that we see like there's this great sort of thing of rosamund pikes where she puts this mask on as amy sometimes it's really interesting and so like that affected how i thought about it as well as um <laughs> the opening credits the way that the opening credits are done is really amazing and really cool mm. they kind of suddenly like they're like camera flashes, yeah. Right, like you see the camera flash, and then it fades from your the light fades. That's what they look like. It's it's really really good, mm. and that kind of sets the mood for the thing and the tone for the thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought the score was good. I actually thought a lot of the performances were were really good, like Tyler Perry's. There are a few other bits where like where he, when he's coaching Nick and things. Yeah, I think the most interesting things that it said were about the media and how we perceive people through the media. If the movie had been that and not like 
what women are like versus what men are like would have been really, really good because that stuff was quite interesting, mm. um, how he's coached and how he's viewed and how, you know, when he's told to smile next to a the, mm. next to the picture of her missing and then they go, he's smiling, it means something bad. Yeah. Although I think it would have been better to do that through a gossip site rather than through Missy Pyle's show. Yeah, well, actually, the book actually redeems him through a gossip site. He um he runs into this young journalist while he's drunk at a pub, and she films him on a like a flip cam and puts it on the internet. That's what I mean. He that's how he's redeemed. He doesn't do the interview with Missy Pyle's character at all. They never get to that point. So well, he, he 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 does that. I mean, you mean the very end one or the one with Celia Ward? So he does one with Celia Ward, but then um I think and I can't remember if it's before or after that. But he and he's drunk at this other pub and he ends he finds this this young the Missy young Pyle online right at the end with Rosamond. Yeah. So that Pike doesn't that doesn't Amy. happen in the book. And also in the book, there's not that overt. Oh, I need you to cop to the abuse stuff as well. Again, more about bitches being crazy. Yeah, but he also slams her up against the wall. But we don't know um, that he does that. That's from the diary. No, 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 he does. Oh, in the – sorry, when she comes back. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Again, something that doesn't happen in the book. The only where, – where he shoves her is from the diary, and that's the only time we ever see it. Right. But it's in the movie. I think in the movie it ends up with both of them just being crazy and abusive. Yeah. But it does strongly indicate that she took him there. Mm. But I mean, t- I tell you what, if anybody doesn't need to be breeding, it's those two people. Yes. Um, where, yeah, but they still, yeah, they still end up at that point in the book. It's just less sexist. It's more of like they're both crazy and they right. also want each other and need each other. They f- they they kind of feed off one another. Yeah, I found, I think I found this movie really um, thematically problematic, although there were some really good things that they did with the themes and like Tyler Perry's character being this sort of celebrity lawyer who only takes on cases that but again he could have been built up as more of a jerk yeah I guess because it sort of indicated then that the guys that he supports are all good guys but that's the problem with only seeing this one one case so yeah I think technically it's really good apart from that little sound thing Mm. um thematically it's problematic but some really interesting themes yeah and there are some really good performances in it and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to score it? I gave it three stars. Yeah, I'm going to go with two and a half. I've been wibbling about between two and two and a half, but I think we'll go with two and a half. It's watchable. Yeah, I, I wobbled between two and a half and three, mm. but I went up to three because I think some people just really kind of hit it out of the park. Those people were not David Fincher. No, but, but Rosamund Pike does. Rosamund Pike does. I thought Kim's Di- Kim Dickens did. Yeah. Um, whoever the cinematographer was for it was hitting it out of the park. Very, very good. Yeah. The aesthetic is so consistently kind of moody mm. and it matches everything. The what I One of the things I really like in movies is when all the, the aesthetic matches. Yeah. So like the performances are muted, so the colors are muted, so like the music is muted, like it, and but like with certain sort of bursts of kind of crazy and yeah and i think they did that so well across he did that so well across the board mm. that um i i always kind of appreciate that yeah when that kind of effort goes into something yeah and there were certain things that really like some of the editing not the editing in terms of cutting scenes down because that was a fail but some yeah. of the editing is really good the cutting and yeah. when it happens there's so, and- the, with the stuff that's sort of finch's trademark of like quick cuts and where we are juxtapositions and things yeah those mm-hmm. were i mean for all the problems, there are some really, really clever like visuals and stuff in this movie. Yeah, and the the shot where when Desi dies is so great. Oh my I god! I mean, crazy, but so great. Yeah, I'm glad they changed that. In the book, it's a poisoning, and it's so 
over the top and crazy. It just, it really makes it. Yeah, that's the thing is like, even though it gets really crazy by the end, that's kind of the best part. Mm. At the same time as it being a problem with the th- the build at the beginning. Yeah. I am torn. Fair enough. Anyway, yeah, we'll leave it at two and a half from me and three from you. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Uh, if you want to read the show notes, you can find them on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review, it's on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. Uh, we have a Tumblr, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. You can find us on Facebook at, or on Twitter at screen underscore queens. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.